It is my prayer that you are standing in the hands of God because your fear, Sister Nina, doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your love. Amen, somebody. Amen and amen. Previously on Outliers, uh, we learned the traveler's guide to time. Pastor Sam told us, time well spent gives your life meaning and purpose. And he gave us five words that we are to think about. He, he said you've got to deploy. He told us you've got to diversify. He said you've got to decide. He said you've got to devote. If you can do those things, then you're going to use your time wisely. Today I close the series on the on outliers. We've been talking about this idea of you not being regular for about eight weeks now. Today I want to use the book of Judges to bring this thing to a close for us in Judges chapter 3 and verse number 31. In case you don't know, the book of Judges covers the period between the death of Joshua and the time of Saul, the first king of Israel. In the book of Judges, we have 400 years covered. It is not a pretty history because in the book of Judges, we have this concept that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Sounds like our times today. Today, anybody marries whoever they want to marry. <clears throat> Today, people are coming out of the closet. They're coming out of the, <laughs> the staircase, wherever. Coming out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm liberated. Doing all kinds of things. This was the time of the judges. A dark time, Sister Pat. But yet, though it was a dark time, God would deploy men to help and to save and to deliver the people. Because God doesn't stand and sit on the sidelines when things are wrong. Things are wrong. God will do something to change the situation. Amen, somebody. Uh, so turn with me to the book of Judges because today I want us to talk about one of the judges. His name is Shamgar. If you have it, kindly stand with me as we read Judges chapter 3 and verse number 31. Please stand with me. And when you got it, let me hear you say amen. Let me hear you say amen. We may be few, but the amens may still be loud. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Let's do this. Judges chapter 3, verse 31. This is what it says. And after him. After him. There'll come a day when somebody comes after you. And after him was Shamgar. Just, just, just let that sit in you. Shamgar. Everybody say, Shamgar. No, say it with your chest, Shamgar. Good. The ladies are stronger. All right. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath. Watch this. Who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox gold. Let me say it like an American. And with an ox gold. And he also saved Israel. Again, for emphasis. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath. Who killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. And he also saved Israel. You don't fit the profile. That's the title of the day. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Speak to us today because if you don't do it, nobody else will. And I'm pleading, Father, that you do something through me. You know what I've been through this week. And I pray, Lord, that my experience may give somebody else... Hope in their experience. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. When you say I'm Indonesian, you are describing where you come from. When you say I'm Indonesian, you're describing the kind of food that you like. When you say I'm Indonesian, you're describing the language that you speak. Indonesian is 
your profile. Because as an Indonesian, you can run for president. As an Indonesian, you can own property. As an Indonesian, you can sign up for BPJS. As an Indonesian, you can, you can, you can get a SIM. Surat isn't Menga Moody. Is that, is that right? <laughs> but I'm not Indonesian. But yet, I live in Indonesia. I am not Indonesian, but I eat Indonesian food. I like that tempeh karepek. I'm not Indonesian, but <laughs> I ride an Indonesian Gojek. I preach in Indonesia. Sometimes I try to preach in Indonesian. I'm trying to help somebody to understand that you don't have to fit the profile to be an outlier. I'm trying to convince you that you may not be what everybody else said you should be. You may not have the degree to your name. You may not have the height to your body structure. You may not drive the car that everybody says you have to drive. But please understand, you don't need to fit a profile in order for you to be an outlier. And that should have been an amen moment for somebody. For eight weeks, Pastor Sam and I have been calling you to be, profile, uh, uh, to be outliers. But as you look at your life, you do not feel like you are an outlier. When you look at your life, you still see that you love that bintang. When you look at your life, you still love puffing that samperna. When you look at your life, you still rage at people. When you look at your life, you still watch porn. When you look at your life, you still crave divorce. When you look at your life, you still get Fs in class. When you look at your life, you're still struggling with disease. When you look at your life, you're still waiting for BCA to give you that loan. And so, yes, your life doesn't feel like an outlier. You don't feel like you're going to be special. You feel very regular. Shamgar didn't fit the profile of a judge. Don't think of a judge as somebody wearing a, a, a long robe with an anvil in hand and, and, and deciding cases. In the book of Judges, a judge was like Superman. He was like Superwoman, a person who got used to save the people of Israel. And this one verse tells us about Shamgar's life. We know that he comes on the scene and with an ox gold, he's able to kill 600 Philistine soldiers. But I'm trying to let you know that Shamgar did not fit the profile of a judge. See, often I hear names in Indonesia like Harun. I hear names like Putri. I hear names like Inda. And I have concluded that those names are typical names of Indonesians. When an Indonesian is called Henry, that's a little strange. <laughs> Indonesians are not supposed to be Sam. They're supposed to be Putra. <laughs> they're not supposed to be Michael. They're supposed to be Sudianto. <laughs> When you went around Israel, the typical names were Abraham, they were Jacob, they were Isaac. You did not hear Shamgar. Nobody ever called their, car, their kid Shamgar. Nobody ever called their daughter Shamgay. In other words, in Israel, Shamgar was a bully. And if he had dark skin like me, he was bully Bakar. Bakar. He 
father's name, Anath, was a Canaanite goddess of war. And so when his, his father called him Shamgar, the son of Anath, it was a belief that Shamgar would be this great hero, this great warrior. He would be a great celebrity. But in Israel, he was considered a bully. He was an outsider. He didn't fit in. And perhaps you are right there. You don't fit in. At your office, you don't fit in. At the workplace, you don't fit in. Among your friends, you don't fit in. You are a bully in Indonesia and you are Indonesian. You are a foreigner in your family and yet you are, uh, you are blood. You are next of kin. You're a foreigner in the company you started. You're a foreigner in the relationship that you started. That's Shamgar's story. But Shamgar did not become a bully because of choice. Shamgar became a bully because of a mistake, because of failure. Brother Yonata, God's plan and God's purpose for, for the nation of Israel was that they were to evict all of the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Havites out of the land. Uh, but the Israelites, the, the forefathers of, 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 of the people now living in the land failed to do that. And instead of evicting them, they started to go along with them. And somebody said it well, what you do not confront will eventually conquer you. And because the Israelites did not conquer the Canaanites, because they did not fight the Canaanites, they were conquered. And you have the, the text right here to prove it. So the people of Israel lived mm. among the Canaanites, the Havites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Havites, and the Jebusites. Watch this now, how they were conquered. And their daughters took to themselves for wives, and their own daughters they gave to their sons, and they served their gods. I want somebody to understand that their relationship and spirituality go hand in hand. And that's what's happening right here. Because the Israelites do not conquer the Canaanites. They are worshiping the gods of their Canaanites. And in case you didn't catch it, what I'm simply saying to you is, Shamgar had intercultural parents. Shamgar was half Israelite and half Canaanite. Shamgar carried Canaanite blood, but also carried Israelite blood. Shamgar spoke Hebrew, but he also spoke Canaanite. Shamgar knew Yahweh, but he also knew Baal. He sacrificed at the temple, but he also sacrificed to idols. He was a product of mistakes he was a product of failure but even though his forefathers failed even though he was a product of failure we read of success in the life of Shamgar because the bible says that he saved Israel in other words brother brother Marolo God took Shamgar and used his life even though his profile was messed up somebody should have said amen for that because I want you to understand that God values your profile. God values your personality more than your profile. Eesh. I don't think I'm preaching yet, Brother Ernest, because the amens are very dead today. Society says a woman at 35 should be married, have two kids, and a career. Society fits us into certain profiles like it tries to fit appliances in a box. So society will tell you a man at 50 should be in upper management and he should be planning to retire. Society will tell you that at 65 you should be eating from your investments and be traveling the world. Society will tell you that an education means that initials are going to hug your name. Society will tell you that you must wear Nikes, drink a Starbucks, and vacation in Bali. Society says, Lion Air shows poverty, but Garuda shows wealth. Society says no to Ankara and yes to Alphard. 
So society tries to force us into certain things. It tries to force us into certain ideas and, and things. And if, if you're honest with me, you are chasing the profile that society wants you to have. You're working so hard to gain that position. But like Shamgar, God embraces your personality, not your profile. Amen, somebody? God embraces your personality, not your profile. God is interested in the single parent. God wants the diabetic. God works with the broke dad. God welcomes the unmarried. God loves the struggling business owner. God wants the person who loves a bean tongue. God wants the porn addict. God embraces the one waiting on BCF for a loan. God is not interested in your profile. He's interested in your personality. Amen, somebody. And I'm glad that God wants my personality because my profile makes me disqualified. My profile makes me out of bounds. My profile says you are no good for nothing, Henry. And that's where you are. There's a lady, I tried to get the video, but I couldn't get it. But uh, she was able to look like Kobe Bryant. She was able to look like Leonardo DiCaprio. Sister Nina, a lady. And guess who this lady was? She was Asian. An Asian woman looked like a black man. <laughs> An Asian woman looked like a white man. How did she do it? She did it, the video showed, by makeup. She did an extreme makeover. She colored herself with black, with, black, with black makeup. She took on white makeup and she looked like Kobe Bryant. She looked like Leonardo DiCaprio because she was not happy with her personality. She wanted to look like those people. Of course, she was doing it as like, a, like, like art. But isn't that somebody today? You are not happy with who you are. You're not happy with how you look. You're not happy with how you talk. You're not happy with your height. You're not happy with your weight. You're not happy with your husband. You're not happy with your wife. You're not happy with your job. You're not happy with your family. You want something else. Making yourself over. Using makeup. But I'm glad that God doesn't need an extreme makeover from you. He simply needs you to be you. He simply needs you to get over trying to be somebody else. He needs you to say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He needs you to be able to say, you may have a bold spot, but I still love you anyway. I got a bold spot. You know, I, I look in the mirror a lot of times and I'm saying, Lord, I'm getting old. Something's happening to me. <laughs> I, I cry sometimes. I, no, I don't cry, but I feel sad about it. <laughs> but yet, every Sabbath, I come on up here, put on my clothes, and I preach. It's not the bold spot. It's not the bold spot. It's what's in my heart. What's in my heart. And that's what you need to understand as well. It's not the things that are about you. It's not what you don't have. It's not what you own that makes you special in the sight of God. Your personality, uh, your uniqueness as an individual is what makes you special in the sight of God. And the beautiful thing is this, that God is not, is not restricted by your profile. He's actually attracted to your personality. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> there are those people that uh, when you see them, you're like, mm, not today. Mm -mm. They text in the family group and you find a way to, to evade responding. <laughs> uh, they are those people who get on your nerves. Though those people who you don't like. But God likes you. I said God likes you. God likes the fact that you are quirky. God is not, is not concerned that when you pick up stuff in the house and you're trying to cook, you make noise like, like a band. Ta, ta, ta. I'm like, hey, you're cooking or, or you, what, what's happening? 
That doesn't turn God away. doesn't turn God off. In fact, on the days when you feel low, when you feel like you've done that thing again that you said you wouldn't do again, you know, you know that habit you're trying to develop, but then you, you, you somehow got caught up at night watching Netflix, so you get up late, and then your day is messed up. You know how bad you feel about that? I know you feel bad about it, but God says, I still like you. I know you overspent the money. I still like you. I know you didn't speak to her right, but I still like you. I know you don't pray. You don't read. But I like you. You. Everybody say me. Me. Say God likes me. God likes you. He's... <laughs> because the beautiful thing is that God is able to work through personality, not profile. That's why you need to start liking yourself. It's okay to look in the mirror and say, you know, God, I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> Ladies, say, you tell yourself, I'm pretty. Don't, don't, don't tell me, but I'm saying tell to yourself. <laughs> I know you're pretty, but tell that to yourself. Feel pretty. Man, tell yourself... I'm a leader of the home. I'm the leader of the relationship. I'm in charge. The more you tell yourself what is what God is telling about you, the more you become what it is that God is telling you. So the text says, and he saved, he also saved Israel. God was able to use the personality of Shamgar to save Israel. Now, 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 now you, you, you might look at this and say, wait, wait a minute. Shamgar saved Israel, not God. Brother Ernest, look, look, look at this. It says, and he, Shamgar, saved Israel. Telling me, Rachel, that it is, it is Shamgar's efforts that was able to save Israel. Just like how some of you think. Because you transferred the money so the bills got paid. Because you wrote the report, therefore your, your boss is happy. Because uh, you think that you, 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 you did it. It's your strength. It's your power. And this is what the text is saying. Some God. Not God. Not the Lord. Not Yahweh. Not Elohim. Not El Elyon. Not El Shaddai. Is the one who saved Israel. Where is God in this salvation story? There are some words. Some verbs that give us nouns. So when you drive, you become a driver, Sister Madeline. When you cook, because I know you like to cook, you become a cooker. <laughs> when you educate, you become an educator. So the verb describes what you are. A verb gives birth to a noun. And I want you to understand that in the context of the book of Judges, the judges are never described by the noun judging. They're only described by the verb judging. Okay, let me replay that for you one more time. In the book of Judges, the book of Judges, the judges are never called judges. They're only described as judging. In other words, they do the action of judging. But they're never called judges. Let me prove it to you. The text says of Deborah, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time, was judging the action. Again, after him arose Jael the Gileadite, who judged Israel 22 years. So the judges are only judging. They're doing the action, but they never have the noun. But guess who has the noun? The text says in Judges 2.16, but the Lord... The Lord raised up judges. The Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hands of who robbed them. In the book of Judges, the judge is God. Not Deborah. Not Shamgar. And not Jael. And not Gideon. Not Samson. Not Jephthah. It is God who is a judge. He's the one responsible for raising them up. I hope it's preaching to you already. It is not you who makes it happen. It is not your brain that makes it happen. It is God who works in you, by you, and through you that makes it happen. Ooh, that amen is weak, but I'll take it anyway. It's an amen. Amen to you, Lord. That is why when I stand to preach, I know it is not me doing this. 
It is God doing this. And that's why you got to believe when you get behind the car and you get to the office safely. It is not because you did it. But God was the driver behind you. Giving your hands wisdom and skill to turn the steering wheel. Giving you wisdom and skill to press the brake when those crazy motorcycle drivers got in front of you in Jakarta. It is God who got you out of the argument. Not because you read a book on difficult conversations by Sheila Heen and Roger Stone. Read it sometime. You didn't meet the KPI because you're so great. No, God helped you to do that. And that's why you and me got to thank God. There's an earthquake in Chianju. Why not Jakarta? I don't know why. I don't understand it either, but I'm alive. I don't get it, but I'm alive. And that's reason enough for me to say, praise your name, Lord. Praise be to your name, Jesus. Praise be to your name, Holy Spirit, because if you didn't do it, because if you didn't protect me, I'll be dead. And God forbid, how we wake up in the morning. You didn't make breakfast. Kenapa. You think about breakfast. Think about the fact that you're able to say you didn't make breakfast. Why are you not studying so hard? Think about the fact that you can look at somebody not studying so hard. I got no money. Think about the fact that you can say I have no money. Because life simply means that God is working and operating through you. Uh, let me try it this other way. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm simply trying to tell you that God works through our personalities. That's all I'm trying to say. It's not you who does it. It's God who does it. So, you know, um, uh, I wait, I've been wasting a lot of money. Pray for me, y'all. The Lord needs to save me. Uh, so, I like to cook because um, it saves you money, for one. And I also get tired of going to places and having to, to make a menu for myself. Besides the menu, that's already on the menu. You know what I'm saying? The guy comes, what do you want, Pa? I said, vegetarian, does it have this? I'm tired of that. So I'd rather just cook for myself. So every time my knife gets dull, you know what I'll do, Sister Pat? I would go and buy a new knife. I'll use it for a while, and after it gets dull, it's not cutting the tomatoes anymore or the garlic anymore. I'll go buy a new, a new knife. So I have, <laughs> I've bought five knives. Every time it get dull, I bought a new one. So one day I'm watching a video, and the video says, it's not the knife. You can buy a, a, an expensive knife, you can buy a cheap knife, but at some point, Sister, Pat, Sister Pam, the knife is gonna get dull. What you need to have is a whetstone. What you need to have is a whetstone, and with a whetstone, and use it rightly, it can sharpen the knife. <laughs> and guess what? Forgive me, but I have to say it. I bought the whetstone yesterday, and, 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 and I took it home, and I started sharpening my knives. Even after Sabbath started, <laughs> I sharpened my knife. And truth to God, my knife was sharp. So I learned something. It is not the knife. It is the whetstone. The power is not in the knife. It is in the whetstone. Hey, let me bring it to you. You and me are the knife. God is the whetstone. It doesn't matter what our shape is. It doesn't matter how thick we are. It doesn't matter how long we are. But if we get in touch and in contact with the whetstone, God is going to sharpen us and use us to do amazing and great things. You know what knives can do. They can cut tomatoes. They can cut garlic. To produce nasi uruk, to produce nasi goreng, all kind of dishes. Oh, I'm happy that a knife is only an instrument in the hands of a, of a chef and in the hands of an expert. But if it gets in touch with the whetstone, it will be able to do great and awesome things. Child of God, you don't feel great. You don't feel awesome. You don't feel like you mean anything. But please get in touch with the whetstone. And once you get in touch with the whetstone, he will sharpen you. So as I went to get my antigen test at the hospital after Pastor Sam scared the hell out, I mean, mm, out of me. <clears throat> I'm asking the security guard, 
I have gone to Ace Hardware store to find a whetstone, but it is not there. They give me these other little funny, funny things. No whetstones. Where do I find a whetstone? And you know how I did it? I took Google Translate and I said, Ba, Dimana Beli Sat Batu Asa. At first he was confused. A black man is asking for Batu Asa. Yes, I was asking for Batu Asa. I looked at him like that. And he's a little strange. He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pasar. Go to the Pasar. Not Ace Hardware. To the Pasar. And guess what I did? With my Google Translate. I'm alone. I went to Pasar Room Put. And I went there. I said, I'm looking for Batu. <laughs> Batu Asa. Where do I get it? He said, you can get it right there. And I got that Batu Asa. And here clicked in my mind. I thought I could get it in Ace Hardware. But it was not there. I had to go to the Pasar. And this now he spoke to me. started preaching to me. God is not in an expensive place. God is not too big. You cannot find him. He is in the lowest and the cheapest place you can go. That's what the Bible says, whosoever believes, whoever, wherever, however, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you found your whetstone in God? Have you found him? Is he sharpening you? How are you becoming better? Is the pride being sharpened away out of you? Is the arguing being sharpened out of you? Is, is the overspending being sharpened out of you? Hey, you cannot get it anywhere else. Tony Robbins. Uh, Tony Robbins. Is it, I forget the guy's name. Forget it anyway. But you cannot get it in a self-help book. A motivational speech is not going to do it. Having connections is not going to do it. You have to go to the whetstone who is God. And once God gets a hold of you, things do happen. But let me say it like this. Yeah, your personality is important for God, but he does not ignore the profile you bring with your personality. You see, we learn of the profile of Shamgar based on what he possessed. Dr. Regina, he possessed an ox gold. Everybody say ox gold. That's not everybody. Everybody say ox gold. Mm. I heard you, his kia. Ox gold. Ox gold. I heard you, little man. Like it. I like it. An ox gold was a tool that was used in those days when two cattle are plowing in the field. Sometimes when Brother Ezra, the cattle, is plowing in the field, it will get sluggish. It, it would stop. So the farmer would take the ox gold and poke it in the behind. And then it, start, it starts to go. But sometimes as he's plowing the field, he finds a root. These are fake plants. <laughs> but let me do it anyway. I use anything when I preach. He's digging the field, plowing with the cattle, and then he finds a root that is not able to come up. So he will take the ox goat and, 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 and pull it up. Shamgar was a farmer. That's the profile that he had. And all of us bring a profile to God. We have something. We, we are something. We, we do something. And for Shamgar, he was a farmer. And God took the farmer and allowed him to turn into a warrior. And he told me that your profile is a tool in the hands of God. I'm going to say amen for you. Amen. You see, some of you, when you accepted Jesus Christ, uh, you thought your past needs to be deleted. No. God says, let's use your past. Let's just modify it a little bit. Whatever your story is, it's okay. You come from a wealthy background, I like it. Bring it along. You are poor, I like it. Bring it along. 
You are an orphan? It's okay. Bring it along. Uh, you, you, you are a pilot? It's okay. Bring it along. You, you are a doctor? It's okay. Bring it along. Because your profile, who you are, what you have developed, who you have become, is not, is not an objection for me. It is not a hindrance for me. It is actually a tool for me. Are you not convinced yet? So uh, let, me, let me put it to you uh, like this. This is a doctor from Jamaica. He's a doctor. But you know what he was before he became a doctor? He was, he was a pastor, pastoring five churches. And he was able to get a, do a doctorate while pastoring five churches. How does that happen? It happens because he had God using him and, and, and working in him. And he became this doctor even though he was a pastor. Okay, that one doesn't connect. So let me tell you about Cartini. She was a woman. But yet, she was able, with her profile as a woman, able to give Indonesian women and girls a future and also a place within society. And if God can do this through these people, what can God do through you in your story and in your situation? If you say, God, I'm not great. God, I'm not awesome. God, I'm broke. God, mm, 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 I can't stop looking at them ladies. God, you know that I overspend my money. But here I am. All of me. Every fiber of my being, Lord, I'm putting at your altar. Take me. Use me. Make me what you want me to be. Understand, child of God, you're going to be great. You're going to be awesome. But too many of us are trying to compete with God. We're telling God, God, let, let me learn how to make money first. I'll, I'll ask you to use me. God, let me get that education first. Then after I come. God, after I retire, mm, I'm going to be available for church. God, right now I'm dating. So I got no time for you. When God is saying, give me everything. And I make something out of you. I make you great. And what I love about God, and what I love about the story of Shamgar is that Shamgar did not have to be anything that he wasn't. Shamgar did not have to be Samson. He had to be Shamgar. Shamgar was a farmer. He did not turn to be a king or a songwriter. He came as a farmer. Which tells, tells me that you don't have to photocopy anybody. God made you original. Amen somebody? Amen somebody. You are original. There's nobody like a brother Ernest. You are just you. And God loves you, just you. He says, I like you. You're original. Be like that. He looks at Sister Lydia and says, mm, you're original. Be like that. He, he looks at Sister Danique and says, Sister Danique, you, you, you're original. Be like that. You don't have to photocopy and be anybody. He, he looks at Sister Germaine and says, Sister Germaine, you're original. Be like that. He looks at Sister Tabitha and says, Sister Tabitha, you are original. Be like that. Don't copy anybody else. That's their story. That's their situation. That's where they came from. Let's talk about where you came from. Let's talk about how you like to eat. Let's talk about how you like to spend the money. Let's talk about how you are an introvert, not an extrovert. Because I don't want to change you. I accept you the way that you are. And what I want somebody, else, somebody to understand today is that we can learn from people, but we don't have to copy people. I don't know if you heard that, Sister Chloe. You can learn from people, but you don't have to copy people. So these days, man, I, I listen to preachers. Not to copy them, but to learn from them. You, don't have, you, you might see somebody else as a doctor and they're succeeding. You don't have to copy them. You can learn from them. You can see another manager who is doing it. You don't have to copy them. You can learn from them.
in the spirit of learning, there are three things we can learn from Shamgar. How many things? How many things? The first thing we can learn from Shamgar is that you got to have skills. You've got to have skills. Skill set is more important than profile or personality. Because Shamgar had an ox code. He was, he was farming and poking animals. Then he says, we got these Philistines, man. I don't have a weapon. I don't have a gun. But hey, this, mm, he can poke somebody. So what he did was he sharpened it and he used it. Skills. That's what God needs are skills. You may not have the profile or the personality, but what skills do you have? You know how I discovered about the West Stone? It's because I wanted to, sharp, to learn how to sharpen a knife. And now if you bring me your knives, please bring them. I'll sharpen them for you for free. We're in a generation, brother and sister, that we should have skills. So much stuff out there on YouTube. So many books you can download illegally. God forgive me. Um, you can do so much to learn. And God is saying, I'm not interested in your profile, your personality. Well, that's, that's not my business. But what skills do you have? What's the point of being a doctor if you can't do doctor work? What's the point of having an MBA when you cannot manage a business? What's the point of, of, of being a preacher when you can't read the word of God? What's the point of being a Christian when you can't pray? So we can learn skills from Shamgar. But another thing that we can learn from Shamgar is determination. You see, you have to be determined to turn a farming tool into a weapon. You got to be determined to decide, you know what, I'm going to kill these people. Who are disturbing my nation. You got to be determined. You got to say you know what. I'm going to do it. This is the year. I'm going to develop the habit. Some of you need to start running. And exercising. You've been telling yourself. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But you wake up every Sunday. And there's always something better to do. <laughs> you tell yourself. I'm going to read more. But your phone is next to you, so what you do is just mm, scrolling. Read, scroll, read, scroll. You end up scrolling, giving up. This year I'm going to get my marriage right. But it's been 10 years you've been saying that. At some point you've got to say, I'm going to do it. This is the year I'm going to do it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. So we can learn from Shamgar. Let us be determined. Let's not give up so easy. The odds might be against you. You may be outnumbered. It was one man, Shamgar, against 600 men. But yet he says, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm going to find a way. And he did it. The other thing we can learn from Shamgar. I'm getting to the end of this thing. Another thing we can learn about Shamgar is that you've got to have strategy. I mean, let's just talk about it, guys, brothers and sisters, fellas, ladies. Let's just talk about this. How does one man kill 600 men? I mean, you've got to have strategy. And what I've learned today and what God has been teaching me, strategy is the most important thing that you can do. What is strategy? Strategy is a set of choices you make according to Roger Martin that allow you to achieve your goal that you have. Uh, strategy is a set of choices that you make so that you can achieve the goal that you have. So strategy says, you know what? I want to be a, a reader, so I'm going to choose to put my phone away from me because I want to, to win as a reader. I'm going to put my family first, so therefore I'm going to take a day out of the week. I'm going to choose not to work one day out of the week to be with my family. Strategy. And right here, this man, Shamgar, had to have strategy in order to kill these 600 men. And he tells me something. If you have the right strategy, if you got the right approach, brother Yonata, oh, you can kill 600 men. What looks big... Can become small if you have the strategy. You know what the problem is between you? Uh, I can't even say. You know what the problem is? 
for you and I is that when we look at it, it looks so big, and therefore we say, no, I can't do it. I'm not good at this. But if you can approach a, apply a strategy, then things can change. I know there are big things in your life. There are big issues you're trying to solve. And yes, they look big, but just use the right strategy. And oh man, oh man, you're going to see things change in your life. The musicians, where are they at? I'm almost ready to land this plane. Go ahead, my brother. You can start to play. Strategy. Shamgar won because of a strategy. And what I'm learning about Shamgar and what I'm trying to tell you is that outliers are never out of the fight. They just find ways to fight even if they are gunned. Shamgar was one man. He killed 600. The odds were not in his favor. But he said, you know what? I'm going to take my personality. I'm going to take my profile into the hands of God. And God will do something out of me. I know you don't feel like you're an outlier. You feel regular. But like Shamgar, you can take yourself to God. And God can do amazing things out of you. Amen, somebody. I want to drop it to you on this. You see, in the time of Shamgar, the reason why he fought the Philistines is because the major roads, the Jalan Rayas, and the big streets were, were blocked. The Philistines were standing there. So Shamgar says, you know what, I, I want to help the nation. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna get rid of these, these people in, 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 in the ways, so I'm going to fight. Which was telling me that you can be spiritual, but please don't forget to be practical. You can be spiritual, but please don't forget to give somebody money who may be in need. You can be spiritual, but please don't forget to listen before preaching. You may be spiritual. But please be out there for somebody who is in a lesser position than you. See, being, out, being a, an outlier is about taking your faith to the next level and being a blessing to somebody else who is not blessed as you are. And some God says, my life is going to do something. It's going to make a difference. And though I might be one person, Yes, you're one person. You're one husband, you're one wife, you're one daughter, you're one son. It don't matter. God wants you to do something. God wants you to change the situation. God wants you to change somebody's story. He's not looking at nobody else but you. And if you can say, Lord, I embrace it. I'm one man. I don't fit the profile. But I come. Anybody? Anybody? You can raise your hand if you're saying, I, I will be that person. That one person. I'm alone, yes. But I'll be that one person. If you raise your hand, please stand up. I'll be that one person. Who's going to stand up? Stand up at home. Stand up in the office. Stand up at church. I'm one man. It don't matter. But God can do something with me. Because with God, a minority becomes a majority. And for somebody to be an outlier requires you to get connected to God. You will never be an outlier until God is your whetstone.
until you become in touch with him. And there's somebody here, somebody you know, has never given their life over to Jesus. Has never said, Lord, here I am with everything that I have. Please make me what you want me to be. And they're saying, preacher, it's that person. I'm that person. I want God to change my life. I want Jesus to come into my life. Is anybody like that? I want God to save me. I've never been baptized. I've never made the decision to give my life over to Jesus. Brother, we, we read it. God can do amazing things for you. Sister, God can do amazing things for you. And if you, you say today, God, yeah, yeah, it's me. God will change your life. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Never accepted Jesus. Never been baptized. Never made a formal declaration of faith that I believe in God. I believe what he can do for me. I believe I'm a sinner in need of his grace. Anybody like that? Every head is bowed. Every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Let us pray. Mighty God, thank you because we don't fit the profile. Many of us are broken. Many of us are messed up. Many of us are abused. We feel misused. But Father, we look to you like what you did through Shamgar. And may you, Lord, turn us into a warrior like Shamgar. May you, Lord, embrace, help us to embrace the power of one. We may be alone. But, Father, may we know that with you we are majority. Father, we want to make a change. We want to make a difference. And we're asking you today that you may do something. And there is somebody today who has never accepted you. Perhaps standing up, coming in front, raising a hand is embarrassing. But, Lord... There's no better decision you can make than to accept Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you may continue to stir and move in their heart to help them to embrace you as their Lord and Savior. I ask you, Lord, to do the amazing. I ask you, Lord, to do the impossible today. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for faith. Thank you for your love. I humbly ask all of this in your name. Amen. God bless you.